True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we're so excited to be joining you. You know, Renee, we were talking about it our last several episodes. We either had a guest or something like that. And it's just been a while since it's just been us talking to our fantastic listeners. It really has been. And tonight we are wanting to discuss here on True Crime Broads, kind of, uh, kind of narrowing the suspect pool a little bit because honestly, it's all over the place sometimes. And Renee and I kind of feel over the years, like we've been able to sort of reduce it down based on some broader ideas. And um, I think one of the ideas that we've been able to pretty much eliminate is that this is not a serial killer. There haven't, and the reason I say that, there hasn't been any other similar crimes anywhere. Correct. Not just, and that's not to say that serial killers can't change their mo from town to town or from you know area to area but usually you know you look at the ted bundys and whatnot they usually kind of have a theme at least the running through their murders and there just hasn't been a similar crime like this remember when we had cheryl mccollum on she said nothing like that's happened within five miles of that church nothing like that has happened within several states of that church so exactly i, I think it's pretty safe to say that we can eliminate for now the possibility of this being a serial killer. I agree. I concur. <laughs> I'll do another one then. Um, I think we can also say that it is more than likely not a robber. Um, and I think the main reason, Renee, you and I have thought this over the years is that nothing was taken from the church and they had ample opportunity. They had a good half hour of wandering around and nothing was taken. It, it, it really surprises me at the, the people and, and I'm not digging you if you think this way. It's just, this is just merely my opinion. The people that say, well, it, it's probably a robbery gone wrong. And, but that's based on what exactly? Just because it's not solved? Because there's no, the things that are in their hand I'm pretty sure they didn't go to the church to steal a hammer or a screwdriver or whatever it is that's in their hand or flashlight or anything like that. So there's nothing in their hands. They have taken nothing. Nothing was told, said to be missing. So I'm not sure how they come to that conclusion, but I completely agree with you that pretty sure it was not a robber. Would Another like one that, that uh, I... Uh, pretty positive that it wasn't was a rapist um missy was not sexually assaulted in any way fashion or form it was uh definitely you know reported that that none of that happened so nothing was you know no clothes were removed anything like that um so definitely wasn't a rapist i agree i don't think it was sexually motivated at all um because like you said there would have been some kind of evidence of that and really, there was no time for that. This person barely had time to murder her and run. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. And I think going along with that, I really don't, I think we can pretty much eliminate it being a man. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that, but 
I just don't think in that height range um, and the way the killers walking, you know, uh, early on MPD called it a feminine sway. And I have to agree with that. There's a couple of shots in that church surveillance video where the person just seems to be kind of swinging their hips a little more like you would see a woman do than a man. Right. You know, and that that's going to pretty much X out the next three people, uh, Brandon, Randy, and Casey. Right. Uh, I mean, in, in my opinion, you know, if you, if you don't want to just go on the man part, Brandon uh, couldn't have done it because he was proven to be in Biloxi, Mississippi, um, not just from one way, but like three or four. Uh, I think you know, maybe they verified his phone pinging in that area. They verified surveillance cameras, maybe like a place he went to eat in the airport. Yeah. Yeah, the airport, the charter boat that he was about to get on, all that kind of stuff. Um, Randy, same thing. California, you know, um, people that he checked in with, they're, I think they're stated like an RV park, just several yeah. different things. Both, of, both, of those, both of those men's um, flight records um, checked out. Exactly. And you know what I think is funny is every now and then we'll get somebody in the groups, um, not to bash our people in the groups because we love them, but I'm just saying that this is one that personally kind of amuses me and I just have to let it go. But um, in some of the groups, not just ours, but in some of them, you'll see people so desperately wanting it to be Randy. And I know what that's like when you've got a perp and you're just really committed to it and you're really invested. You just want to find ways around people's arguments. And I think the funniest one for me was when people were saying, well, he could have had his cell phone fly from California <laughs> to yeah. from Southern California to, you know, DFW. And I'm just thinking, I mean, I just can't imagine. <laughs> no, I can't imagine running up, running up to the terminal and being like, "Hey, um, flight attendant, do you think that you could allow my phone to fly with you guys, and I'll just grab it from you when we get there?" That would just raise all kinds of red flags. <laughs> yeah, and if you could take it and and put it at the counter, and then somebody's going to come get it, and then they're going to have to take it over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that would have come out by now. Exactly, yeah, that, that would be. And I, I, I'm not really sure what they're suggesting, but they are probably suggesting a level of, and I think that's what happens with a lot of internet sleuths is I think that the stories just get a little too complicated for reality, you know? Right. I think yeah. that kind of thing is what you see among internet sleuths. You don't really see that among actual detectives. It really entertaining. Could his phone have flown by itself? that for that duration I think I think one or one of us even made a comment on that one I think we couldn't resist that time I think one of us said do you think that the phone flew first class I can't remember yes I remember that now that you say that I do remember that and like yes. we said we don't mean to ridicule but sometimes things just get really out there and wacky and it's hard to not make a little comment but um all in good fun of course but um okay so I think we can safely say it's not them. And you know, there's another couple that gets mentioned a lot and the wife is Courtney Tucker and the husband's AJ Tucker. And there's different uh, theories running around. Some people say they were both in on it and some people say she did it and AJ just had absolutely no idea. And if you're following this case for the first time and you haven't heard her other episodes or been in the uh, Facebook groups to understand who we're talking about. AJ Tucker 
is a camp gladiator trainer. He's a very popular trainer. He holds fantastic classes. And um, then his wife is Courtney Tucker. She's not affiliated with camp gladiator, except for being married to a trainer, of course. And uh, she's apparently a stay-at-home mom. She sells Mary Kay. She used to have a career and she has chosen to stay home with the kids. And that, wouldn't you say, Renee, that that's got to be the person that at least in the last year that has just gotten the most hammering on social media? Oh my gosh. Like that is an understatement. We hear it so much that we're literally like, okay, let's see if we can, you know, figure out what the, the deal with this is. And and I, I do kind of want to talk about it for a minute because there has been so many people that have contacted us or just commented or whatever. And it's been in all kinds of groups and all over social media uh, among many other people, um, she's been, you know, I mean, they're just like, I'm convinced it's her. And and so I'm like, okay, well, what is it that convinces you that it's her? Um, I probably the one thing that I hear the most is AJ Tucker's, um, he does these self-defense classes, his equipment, his gear. And I don't see a resemblance. Do you, Crystal? I don't. I think Courtney's a little bit too tall to be the perpetrator. Now, all this presupposes that she is capable of doing such a thing. And from what I hear, I don't think so. Um, and from what you see and can pick up on, they just seem like a normal couple. And of course, I know, I know, normal, seemingly normal people can do horrible things. I get that. But we've had our eyes and ears peeled for the last six years. And I just really don't see anything that's crazy like that in her past. There's, she doesn't have a violent past. She hasn't really had anything that we're aware of that would even come close to anything like this or even threats of it. So anyway, um, to make what a about, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What that's about right. the, um, the, the, her legs? Um, uh -huh. yeah, I was, I was going to say that you're right. You, I was off track. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, I don't think that her legs are shaped like the perpetrator. You know, one of our, one of our all-time favorite listeners, Dale, had pointed out one time that the perpetrator's legs in the, if you look in that church surveillance video, their calves kind of go backwards, like they're hyperextended, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, that kind of lines up with what the forensic podiatrist said in the HLN special about Missy's case. He said that the perpetrator is double jointed in the knees. So that, that goes along with the same thing that Dale observed and, I just don't think Courtney's legs look like that. And I think that's an important clue. Now, is there distortion on those video cameras? Absolutely. But I do think the basic shape of the leg is shaped in that way. And even though it might look exaggerated in some, I mean, there's a couple of uh, still shots we've seen where it looks really hyperextended and it's probably not quite that much. That's probably just the gear along with those um, cameras that probably do distort things. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I just, I, a lot of things that I've always heard over the years about her, I've, I've tried to, you know, look and I'm like, I just don't see it. The gear doesn't look the same. Um, she looks like you said, too tall. She looks uh, obviously way different shape than this person. This person looks like they're a little more curvier than her. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I think it's a little bit shorter woman. And I think this woman in question will probably have those types of legs and much smaller feet than what we're seeing on camera, because, you know, as you and I've discussed many, many times and others have as well, 
we think that the perpetrator, a lot of that gait that we're seeing on the video has to do with the boots being too large and they're probably just tied tight and making her feet point outwards more on one foot more than the other. But, you know, you and I have talked about this. We've each put on our husband's shoes before and it makes your feet go all wonky. Yeah, cause they're heavy. Yeah, they're heavy and they're just too big and it's hard to yeah. control them. And I yeah. bet that I bet that the perpetrator did tie them really tight and potentially even stuff the ends of them maybe with socks or something so that they wouldn't fly flop around quite as much. But there's still no mistaking the fact that when you wear shoes that are way too large, you're going to get a funny walk. Like think about clowns, you know, at the circus, they walk really funny and it's because they got those huge shoes on. Oh, yeah, they do. That's right. Because their feet are kind of out on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've used the clown comparison, but it's kind of fitting. This person that killed Missy is definitely a clown to say the least. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. So, well, uh, let's see here. So basically where we're at now is we're waiting or hoping for a break. We think someone knows something. I know you always say that, Renee. And something important that the police point out a lot is that this case is not a cold case. Yeah, they're actively working it. They're, you know, they're doing everything they can to continually, you know, work uh, the case and in hoping, and they, and they keep saying this, that, that they believe that this case will be solved by um, someone calling in a chip that knows something that will help them, you know, start the process of um, solving the case. And I think something else interesting to note, even though it's hard to believe this because by nature, we wanna protect ourselves, but the police have said they believe this is an isolated incident. Exactly. And that it's not that there's someone out there ready to do this again any minute. But on the flip side of that, honestly, if this person got that mad at Missy, what would keep them from getting that mad at someone else? I mean, it may not be a psycho killer on the loose going door to door to kill people, but I still feel really uncomfortable with this person knocking around out there, potentially in Ellis County, near a lot of my friends, um, you know, ready to kill. Yeah, you know, and it, that you, you bring up a good point. Okay, so if this, per, if this was an isolated, uh, or I'm sorry, untargeted uh, murder, then... To me, the police would be like, we've got to find this person because apparently they're going around into buildings and sort of attempting to rummage around and do stuff. And then whenever something happens, they just, you know, murder this person. Um, I mean, heck, this this could happen again. We need to, you know what I'm saying? You need to keep your doors locked. You need to be, you know, have your security cameras. They haven't said any of that. So I still feel like that is definitely not... It, it, this was targeted it, specific person that targeted her and, and it's like you said isolated right and the police every single time they release a statement on this case they say that they think that this will be solved by a tip from the public and what's so interesting about that basically what they're saying is we do not have enough evidence to arrest and convict this person I mean that's basically what that message is saying right that's true. So I really, I really hope that if you're listening to this podcast or looking at our social media, um, if however you came to us, 
please, 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 we try to remind people every so often, if you have a tip, no matter how silly it sounds, if you think it's minor, if you think it might not be related, that's okay, just call it in. Um, they really don't want to know that your neighbor's grandpa walks with a limp because a lot of people do. They right. want to know how it's connected to Missy's case and, or it doesn't necessarily have to be a connection to Missy. Maybe you saw someone leave the church that night. Um, or maybe you heard that somebody was at that church and that they confessed to someone else that they did it. You know, that's the kind of stuff they want. Um, they really are desperate for that one little vital piece of evidence that they keep calling it that will help bring Missy's murder to justice. Right. Be the hero because uh, you hear all these cases all the time that are solved and it usually takes time for people to feel comfortable for whatever reason to call in this tip. I guess they think, you know, time has passed. They're not ever going to think of me or whatever the situation is. But the great thing about it is, is you no longer have to go into the police department and go, hi, I'm here to tell you what happened to Missy. You can call it in. You can there's so many options, you know, that app, the, the app that we talk about, the P3 app, um, you can use that. And it absolutely unequivocally will not reveal who you are. So you have, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You can literally call it in and you could be Mickey Mouse. I mean, they do not know who you are. I mean, it's right. just, it's, it's wonderful that they have this option now. Well, yes, that's so fantastic because I think more and more people are uncomfortable with police and the media's sort of narrative right now that police are the bad guys isn't helping that at all. So um, I really think that it's important that we remember the most important thing is to bring Missy to justice. And hey, if you're financially motivated, there's a huge, huge reward on this case. You could be eligible for $150,000 if you call in the tip that gets this person arrested and convicted. Right. That would be amazing. That would and be amazing. And also, before we get to the juicy stuff, um, we have something to share with you here in a couple minutes. But we also, um, Renee, you had some really interesting statistics you came up today about how females are generally murdered by people that they know. It's around 50, 64%. Yeah, yeah, 64%. Um, they're, it's usually somebody they know. Um, most extremely violent murders are also the victim knew their killer. So, and I can't, I didn't see the percentage, but I want to say it was 60% on that one. That's a pretty high percentage rate. Of, that's, you know, of, that's really high. And also, and, and I think also it's important to note, it doesn't have to be someone super close. Exactly. I think, be, I think yeah. in Missy's case, I've said this on other episodes. I think the reason why this hasn't been solved yet is because it was hard to sort of pinpoint the person because they're more on the periphery of her life. They're not somebody she sees and talks to every day. It's probably someone who is a little more tuned into Missy than she was to that person. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, the, the difference is, is you're able to make, you know, once you hear this name, you're able to make a connection. So if, if somebody over here in Mesquite says that their uncle's brother is probably the one that did it. Um, can you make a connection to Missy? Or were they in Camp Gladiator? Did they have an aunt that lived in, you know, Mansfield or Midlothian or Waxahachie? You understand what I'm saying? There's got to be some kind of a connection, more than likely, for this to be a tip that's really going to be useful. Right. Versus and just somebody far away, I guess. Yeah. So. 
we at True Crime Broads, as you probably know, we have social media accounts and we have an Instagram, we have a LinkedIn, which we need to update for 2022. We've fallen behind on that. We keep up with our Instagram, we keep up with our Facebook page, and we keep up with our private messages that we get. And we also have, we're even on Pinterest, but we don't keep up with that. We need to, we need to really think about LinkedIn for 2022 and do some stuff with Pinterest. But for the time being, we're in Twitter for that matter. But for the time being, we're kind of heavy on Instagram and Facebook as far as those social media things go, platforms go. And so this is really interesting. Back in February <laughs> of 2021, I had just lost my mother and things were just kind of wacky. And all of a sudden, I looked down in our True Crime Broads messenger account. And there's the strangest message from a woman, a woman we don't know. And somehow she became aware of our podcast. And she, now it's important to note, she didn't send this to us individually. She sent this to the True Crime Broads podcast messenger. And the message yep. said, do you want to tell our listeners what it was, Renee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop stalking me and the weird and she capitalized stop she capitalized yeah. stalking and she capitalized me and she put a period so she meant that yeah but the weird thing is we've never talked about her we have never mentioned her name on our program we have certainly not stalked her since we've never even referred to her before absolutely so isn't, not <laughs> isn't that the strangest message ever it really is I was I mean it's 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 one of those things where you're you're not like thinking did you you know you didn't and you're going what <laughs> I'm so <I> confused <laughs> we, we, we've never stalked anybody by the way <laughs> that's never happened we've never stalked anybody we've uh, of course have researched and looked at things but we've never taken it to true life like we've never went to anybody's house we've never followed anybody we've never you know things like that but we've certainly never stalked anybody but we were so confused when we got this message we were like what <laughs> and it came in on february 20th 2021 at 12 30 p.m our time um central standard time so anyway with that being said the most interesting part of this whole thing is maybe this person has mental telepathy because it's actually somebody that Renee and I have seriously considered as the perpetrator. Wouldn't you say Renee? Absolutely. So she would have to be a mind reader to know that though, because as you guys well know, we have never named the person that we think did it. And um, Renee and I have been on the same page with this part for gosh, what, almost two years now. Yeah. And the fact that she would write us in February of last year, almost a year ago, it's, we're right at about 11 months ago from getting this message. We just wanted to finally share it because she moved from possibly being the killer to absolutely being the killer in my book after seeing this message. Yes, uh, I agree with you. I know it was like, what? <laughs> and I just want to say, ma'am, let's talk about who the stalker is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, you waited in a church dressed up in that dumb outfit, waiting for Missy to kill her and, and we're the stalkers. 
Yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure out on what level I've ever stalked anyone because it's I haven't. I don't, you know. Uh, I mean, to well, stalk somebody means you follow them and you watch them, and I haven't done that. So, and you know what? It's it's also very telling. There's a level of paranoia behind. Oh, this absolutely. Message. Yeah. Now, absolutely. I would love to know what triggered this message. We have a couple of theories, but it's certainly not anything that we've done um we think it might be like another podcast listener that said something to this person or something strange like that that's we can't piece it together because we certainly have never even talked about this person um in any way that's public or even gosh we haven't even discussed this person with other people individuals much less publicly yeah renee renee and i are good at keeping stuff to ourselves so uh Anyway, we don't know if this person really is the killer, but we wanted to share that because it's, it's, it's been our number one suspect for a while. Hasn't it Renee? Yeah, it has. It was, it it was not, (laughs) not long before we got the message that we, that, you know, we were starting to kind of think in that direction. And then we got that and we were both like, wow, that's weird. Yeah. 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 That's super weird. Yeah. So at any rate, we wanted to share that with you because uh, when an arrest happens, and we think it will, um, when an arrest does finally take place. And if this person is revealed as the perpetrator, that's going to be very interesting that we got a message from the killer. Yeah, it really is. It will be, uh, <laughs> something to, uh, to show everybody for sure. Cause yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, please we, we were quite shocked for the whole day. We were like, wow. <laughs> I know I was floored by that, but it really almost seems like a confession, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. I guess, you know, obviously when people are, you know, guilty of something, um, you know, they tend to want to know who knows what and, and then they get kind of nervous. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, it just sounds really paranoid. And I maybe mean, why when we were we... describing the person what we see on camera, they were like, oh crap, that describes me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe she saw something on our Instagram or Facebook that she thought we were subtweeting her in some way i don't know very strange so um, so yes did we have anything else we wanted to cover before we yes we i want to give an update on the tips i tried to get um you know updates on tips that we're getting from the billboard um oh i forgot to make my list so thank you everybody um okay so the the tips that we had come in for the homicides for ellis county through Crime Stoppers uh, for the months of October, November, and December are 14, and that's specific to homicides. Of course, there were many other tips for different other things like assaults and burglary vehicle and forgery, things like that, but specific to homicide, it was 14. Um, so that's really good. That means it, tips are still continuing to come in, um, and that's what we want. We want you know, to make sure that the public is continually aware of this case, and constantly on their minds and constantly calling in tips and hoping that the one person and there's more probably more than one but the one person that knows they know what they could tell that would help police to be able to you know start the process of getting this person um you know behind bars where they belong they, they need to come forward because they need that witness testimony. You know, they just, they need to have that information so that they can 
it's just something the police have been waiting for and everybody's been waiting for. I can't wait till that happens. Um, we also wanted to thank all the people and I'm so sorry, I completely forgot to make a list of everybody. Um, and it, last time I did that and I apologize, but th thank everybody that donated to take care of the billboard for the month of January. Yeah, we, um, we can just read that next time. We will, we definitely will. Um, I was really good about making a list as we were going along and I, I dropped one because I was super busy today. But anyway, um, so now we're starting on February um, and we have some really awesome people that just continue, continue to donate. And so we need to get started on that. February is gonna be $500. Um, it would be just wonderful if we could get a hundred people to donate five bucks. That way it would just be a couple bucks out of everybody's pocket and we would have that thing taken care of and it would be awesome. But anyway, however y'all wanna do it, it's fine with us. Just let us know you wanna donate and we'll take care of it. Yes, thank you so much for everyone donating because we couldn't do it without you. Thanks for keeping it going and having that billboard up is important. Renee got some feedback from MPD directly saying that the billboard is helping. So that's fantastic news. Yeah, we are happy to hear that. All righty then. We do have an amazing product. We have a new relationship with a company called She's Birdie. And Renee is the one that got this thing going. Renee, did you want to tell us a little bit about the product? Absolutely. Okay, so the company is called She's Birdie. It is a small um, device that is uh, on a, like a key ring. Um, it's very lightweight. It basically um, is designed to, uh, it was designed by women for women. And it's designed to make this really, really loud sound. It's like it's 130 decibels of sound and a flashing strobe light that comes out. So whenever you were you know, being attacked, you would just pull this thing off and it would start making the sound and the lights and you just point it at the attacker or whatever. And it draws all the attention of the people around you and makes the person just flee because they're like, oh gosh, everybody's looking over here, you know, or coming this way or whatever. Yeah, ask, ask, me, ask me how I know. <laughs> you know crystal <laughs> <laughs> because we met for lunch so she could give me mine at rafa's and i got that cute blanket from you by the way which i want to plug that in a minute but yes yeah, so i pull mine out of the box i'm all excited mine is pink yours is lavender they're super cute too they're not unsightly in any way they're really, really cute and they're lightweight on your key ring. So they're not bulky in your purse or whatever. But anyway, I took it out and I was like, oh, I ripped off the top of it because I thought that's how you attach it to your key ring. And I was all excited to stick it on mine. And I made the siren go off and we were in this cute little lunch place in Highland Park and everybody looked. And so <laughs> I was mortified. I was, and the more, the more I fumbled with trying to turn it off, the worse it got. So I just couldn't figure it out. So I threw it across the table at you and you fixed it. Thank goodness. Yeah. We, we have to give my husband a shout out for it. <laughs> he, I'm going to tell you, he is the person that reads the directions for everything. And I'm the person that does not. So Shout out to Keith for being awesome for doing that for me because otherwise I would have been fumbling with you. But he went through this little lesson. He goes, This is how you do it. And so you just stick this in here and then it, you know, goes off. And then whenever you want to put it back, you just click it here. So that's how I knew how to do that. But it was, it literally sounded like the alarm went off in the building. Oh my you know gosh. I mean? The entire restaurant was staring at us and I just wanted to die. I was so embarrassed. And 
and you know what mike would have been the same way he would have opened it up and read the thing i just i just ripped into it like a toddler and that's what that's what it got me and that's anyway. exactly what I do too. I don't, I, I'm just, I just, not, well, I think it is that we just don't have the, uh, the, uh, patience to read. Yeah. I don't, I just don't have patience to read stuff like that. I'm more of a visual person. So I see it and I'm like, oh, I can figure that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. It really seems like an awesome product, you know, and for people, you know, for with us doing true crime, we figured what a great audience of people that would definitely be interested in something like this, especially Cam Gladiators. I mean, you, you know, you can obviously carry a gun, but God, that would be great to have something like that that would just, you know, yes. get the attention of people around you. It's and wonderful. This thing is super cheap and it just really could help your loved ones stay safe. Right. And I'm definitely ordering one for my daughter. I know you're going to order one for yours and they would make great gifts. And if you would like to order one, we have a special true crime broads code for a discount. I know it's kind of long. It's a lot to type, but it's just our names, true crime broads 15. And the reason it has 15 at the end is because it's for 15% off when you check out. Right. And if you get two or more, you get free shipping. So if you're, uh, but most of you know, people, they'll get one for their wife and their mom or their wife and their daughter or whatever. So it should be, it should work out perfect. Um, the website to go to is www.sheesbirdie.com and that's S-H-E-S birdie.com. And that's B-I-R-D-I-E? Yep, correct. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's a great product. And don't forget to enter true crime broads 15 at the end. So you can get your 15% off discount. And um, yeah. And Hey, also a quick shout out to Rafa's cafe where we were eating. That's really good Mexican food. We don't have any kind of relationship with them, but we just wanted to mention it is fantastic. It used to be those of you that are old Dallas residents, there was a restaurant on Greenville for many, many years called Raphael's and they're no longer in business, but Rafa's is the same family and they just shortened the name to RAFA instead of Raphael's and it's at Lovers um, right there across from the Inwood Theater uh, over by um, Lovers and Inwood. That's my old neighborhood and um, Renee and I, that's become pretty much our favorite place to meet, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's really good food and they have excellent uh, service there. Yes, they really do. And then, um, didn't we want to shout something else out? I mean, she's birdies is our main thing, but it seems like there was something else. Yeah. the um, I know. I can't remember either. We, we, um, we had planned on getting this all lined out and we did, but I think we forgot a, one or two things. That's all right. <laughs> that's what we get for being busy. So I tell you what, we will come back and think of that for the next episode. And, um, we were just really excited to share with you that we got that really strange message. And you know what else though, that's kind of not exciting about it, Renee, is that Missy's killer, whoever that was, actually did send creepy and strange messages to Missy before they killed her. So we actually were really uneasy for a while after we got this message thinking that we was really something. were, we I were know. like, is this some kind of a warning shot being fired? You know, <laughs> we were seriously, we were looking over our shoulder there for a while, but, um, but we're not afraid of you. So, um, and if it was you and you're listening, you're going to get caught. So why don't you, why don't you just turn yourself in and save yourself the embarrassment of having to do the perp walk and on television. I know that would be very embarrassing for you and your family. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, I mean, and plus, you know, it's gotta be hard to live with, 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like, but it's got to be hard to live with something like that because you're constantly looking over your shoulder and you're constantly wondering, is this going to be the day? Is this going to be the day? You know, and the phone rings and it's a number you don't recognize. You're probably like, oh gosh, you know, right. it's well, constant. Right. And they deserve that after what yeah, they've well, they family through. And um, yeah, so they don't, they probably don't have much of a conscience. I thought that's where you were going with that when you said it must be difficult to live with, but I agree with you. They probably are on edge thinking that no. they're going to get caught. And that's probably a big reason why we got that goofy message about us stalking her. Um, yeah. And that's completely ridiculous. That's the pot calling the kettle black, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's been zero contact between us and you. So good yeah, luck. Yeah, I've never, I've never stalked anyone. That. I wouldn't. <laughs> good luck calling that stalking. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, Anyway, so I guess that sums up tonight's episode of the True Crime Broads, unless you have something to add, Renee. I think I'm done. All righty, then. It was really good talking to everyone. Um, please, please go over to our Instagram account and follow us. We'd really appreciate it. It's called True Crime Broads, and we would love to see you on our Facebook page, also called True Crime Broads. We're trying to get better about using Twitter and LinkedIn and that kind of stuff. But for the time being, we're really focused on Facebook and Instagram for now. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.